Yes, uh, Mr. Sucherette, what's up? Where are you? I'm at the uh, volleyball. The, uh, the first uh, regional semifinal is about to start between Nebraska and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then the Gophers will uh, meet Oregon at uh, 3.30 or so. And uh, uh, that uh, Oregon beat them early this year in September. One of only three teams that defeat the uh, number two uh, seeded uh, Gophers. Mm-hmm. And they'll pack this place today. Williams Arena? We were just, yeah, no, no, the, the pavilion. The, the pavilion. They, they did not. Uh, Coach uh, McCutcheon was not at all interested in moving to the bigger site. Uh, they have the they have the home court advantage in here. This place gets extremely loud. They put fifty five hundred people in, and they're sitting right on top of the of uh, the uh, court, and it's uh, quite a home uh, court advantage. Are the Gophers uh, threatening to become national champions? They got a shot. Yep. Uh, they, you know, it is held. It is here next week at uh, Target Center. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would, uh, you know, they're, that is obviously the goal. But Nebraska is uh, defending national champion, and I think twice in the last three years, and uh, they are younger than they were in the past. But they've got uh, they've won ten straight coming in here. Gophers beat them twice during the year, but uh, they'll. In all likelihood, they'll have to beat them again uh, Saturday at the 5 o'clock in order to uh, make it to the Final Four next week. You seem like an unlikely uh, fan of volleyball, but you have oh, become been, a fan. I've been on it the last 10 or more years. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's, it's, uh, it's great. The, the arena is great. The, uh, it's loud. A uh, few too many celebrations for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how when there's a hockey game and right. it's like 4-2 to, four to two and you win? Yeah. You celebrate four times. Well, in volleyball uh if you win in three sets you got 75 celebrations it's <laughs> a know, lot of celebrations each each point uh, requires a celebration uh and then uh and then each point that you lose kind of re- requires a uh a coming together to lament that only briefly to get fired up for the next point i know a very tall young man who plays high school volleyball in the chicago area the boys, uh, boys volleyball has got to be something. And, uh, well, uh, let me finish my thought. It, 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 he might as well be playing on a football team for the kind of instructions they get. You know, the kind of hectoring from coaches and and uh, it's what I guess. What I'm trying to say is, it's a real serious deal. Oh yes, and uh, I, I got to say, they have a kid here who's now a senior, a setter. You know, the the one that and. Uh, Samantha Seliger Swenson, she's the uh, Big Ten Player of the Year. She's an All American. She might be the National Player of the Year, which would be unusual because it's usually the the hitters that are the National Players of the Year. But she, watching her for four years, has allowed me to finally appreciate how this thing is all choreographed. Mm-hmm. It's not just people hoping aimlessly to get the ball over the net. Right. It's not know. like the family volleyball game at the picnic, right? <laughs> no, where you're just trying to stand there with two hands and hope you woof it over the net. You mean you're Plus, starting to see a plan. Yeah, they got a kid named Alexis Hart. She's only six foot tall, which is way short in the modern game mm-hmm. for uh, you know for a, hit, for a hitter, for somebody who plays across the front. And She's got a vertical of, uh, I believe, 34 inches. <laughs> you should see this kid wow. jump. And, I mean, that's what they got. They got six foot four gals that can just jump and hit the ball. And it's, uh, 
it's terrific. And Minnesota is a volleyball hotbed. Uh, you know, Concordia, St. Paul had won what seven in a row or something. Yeah, Rebelki, they they, it, they really it, had a in D two, and they 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 could go into the Big Ten and and not finish last. And uh, Southwest State has a kid from Minnesota, Minnesota, who's the national player of the year in uh, Division two, and uh, could have been a Division one player in in you know 150 schools. The other thing is, this isn't like winning the uh, women's hockey championship when there's 35 schools, or even the men's with 60 over 300. Uh, schools play Division One volleyball. So mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, it's kind of their, it's their you know, winter fall version of uh, basketball. You know? Well, the and kid I'm talking about, uh, the Chicago kid, he's six six. Six six. And the, he, is he the tallest guy on the team? I believe so. Okay, I believe how so. Is he, how's he? Uh, how's he doing with the athleticism required? Uh, that part he's got down, but the coach tells him, I'm not going to use his name, but he says, kid, the, your only problem is you, meaning he, <laughs> he, he has, he's, he's not a terribly, uh, an, uh, he's not terribly aggressive. Okay. Well, but they can't let him go because he's too damn big. Well, and uh, here's the deal. Uh you got to be aggressive because uh, it moves fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, you know, I, I, in 1992, uh, I was out in California. I spent a couple, I got lucky and spent a couple of days with Oscar De La Hoya before he went and fought in Barcelona. And I was driving, flying, doing pre-Olympic stuff out there. Got to sit out with Mark Spitz for a night and, uh, you know, and I went to see, the men's volleyball practice at Balboa Park in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And this is June, I think, and it's hotter than hell in there. And these guys are all in their Speedos and bare chest, you know, and they're all six foot five and rippled, and they're playing a scrimmage that's like trying to kill each other. Right. I, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a great sport. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And I just ran into, uh, Deborah Robbie, you know, uh, Deborah Olson, and she was telling me how she used to play volleyball and she was five, six and they, she was one of the tall girls, you know, and they'd hit it over the net and, uh, and be very happy. And now, uh, now they got this going. So it's, uh, and the other thing, we had a story today, uh, They've actually sold over 3,000 season tickets for this. A couple of years ago, they'd only sold about 1,000, but people are finding it hard to get into the pavilion, so they, uh, they, uh, they're buying season tickets. So it's, uh, it's one of the few. It's, if you're a scalper for University of Minnesota sports, this is the only sport you can make money at. Mm-hmm. You know, football, men's hockey, basketball, there's more seats than you can uh, – you know, could imagine, but uh, this place there are actually hot tickets, and a lot of Nebraska people here, so they must have scalped their tickets to get it. The, the Gophers have drawn that enviable oil change bowl or quick lane change or yes, whatever the yes, hell it is. They're, uh, they're, and, but it's, I think it's after Christmas, right? That's I think key. it's the day it's, after Christmas. In it, fact, uh, key. When, when, you, when you play one before Christmas, that's uh, that's that's not good. You've got to play it. Yes, I was just going to say, Pat, uh, to tell Joe that we were making arrangements, travel arrangements, to drive <laughs> yes, to the right. Quick Lane Bowl this year, like yes. I did uh, the last time the Gophers were in that uh, uh, yeah, vaunted well. bowl game. Are maybe you really I'll going to that, Reavers? 
Uh, no, no, I'm going to miss it this year. I think. Well, this is a hell of a lot better game than the one you went to last time. They were five and seven playing Central Michigan. Is that when you had a spot? Playing, yeah. At least they're playing somebody that we've heard of, Georgia Tech, for goodness sakes. Well, the last, last time I went, you know, I was still producing your show, and I did it on my way back, clearly just to agitate you uh, to, to yes, stop at that well, you game. You succeeded because you drove to Buffalo for the <laughs> football game, which, which, <laughs> which. Which causes mental illness. By the way, Joe, <laughs> as a, have you followed up on last week's controversy about Richard Rice? Well, uh, uh, numerous uh, sources, including Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey, have provided uh, written material that corroborates the whole damn story. Corroborates that it was not uh, a scam. No, that uh, that indeed the uh, you know these were the documents uh, found by the three fishermen. Right, and. Uh, so here's the deal. You want your money. I want my money. <laughs> it was a $10,000 reward. There's no evidence. You know, some somebody in the family, the old man would have mentioned it to. Yeah. If he ever got his $3,333.33, right? Right. As one-third share. Right. right? So we never got that. Mm-hmm. So it's 150000 today, right? At the, least. Not the the 10000 So... The, the way I got it figured, the feds owe us 50, right? At least. Uh, right off the Richard's, top. Richard's heirs. And then I, I was thinking, uh, additional damages, the pain and suffering of having spent a week questioning my father's ethics. That's I, I right. Get 20, I should get 25 grand for that. That's <laughs> emotional distress. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll take 75, then I get 25, my brother gets 25, and my... Uh, my late sister's heirs get 25. I think, I think that's, that's only reasonable. I think it's only the way work, you know, what are we, 21 trillion in debt? They yeah. can give me, they can give me 75,000. Nothing. 21 trillion, 75,000. Yeah, that's right. You like your Vikings at Seattle Monday night? No, I don't. I don't either. I, uh, Seattle is, I, I was in, I was assured. I was assuring myself they were going to win one of these two on the road. But as poorly as they played at New England, they, and, and Seattle being a physical team, I don't have much hope for. I don't know. Then they'll be six six. What will they be, Reavers? And six six, six, six and, one, and right? one if they lose on but Monday they night. Do, they should win the last three. I mean, it comes down to it, it'll probably come down to playing the Bears in the last game at the mm-hmm. at the uh, at the Ziggy. Well, think. not only are you facing a good foe, but of course, when you go to Seattle, you have to play against the twelfth man. Twelfth man, that's true. That's oh, it is a man. it is a house of horrors there to try to play there. Those are very rabid fans. Yes, uh, for an outdoors they do, and there's a fifty percent chance it'll be raining too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you see who's now running the Seattle NHL effort? Uh, I caught the name of the owner, and I don't know who, who's the who's, Oh, Iwicky. Oh, Iwicky. Who uh, you know came up with the state was in on coming up with the state of hockey, mm-hmm. and then he went to Seattle and made it the state of football. Mm-hmm. And you know, made Washington. They got helmets for every high school. And then he went to Tampa to work with the hockey team down there. He was involved in a sale, I guess. And then he went to the NFL office, and a lot of people thought he was going to uh, perhaps be Goodell's successor. And then Goodell got the new five-year deal. So now he then he went out to Seattle, I think six months ago or so, and now he's leading that. So the question is, will he? 
try to steal the state of hockey uh, and uh, call the state of Washington the state of hockey. I, I, I can't I, imagine I, that he would because they probably don't even play high school hockey in Washington. No, no, they they have a they have a, a famous junior team out there that's been playing in the Western Canadian League for a long time. I think it's the Thunderbirds, but uh, I think I got yeah. it. The the port of hockey. Yeah, the port. The port, the port of, of hockey. hockey. He'll come up with some. He'll have some. All I know is he'll have some little dweeb coming out planting a flag before the game, and some, right. for some reason, right? If, if if Vegas was the template for a new club, what in God's yeah. name will Seattle have to do? Don't worry, this lightweighty sharp. He'll come up with some mm-hmm. stuff, man. What they pay? Six fifty. They're paying. Wow. But they have the same rules for expansion. As Vegas, in other words, they're going to get good players. They'll be a good team right off the bat. Wow! Yeah, and they'll, they'll be in uh, they'll be in our uh, in our conference now. Well, what do they say? They're going to move Arizona to the central to, to uh, the the, uh, the where the where the wild are. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Seattle will take uh, Arizona's be, place. I'd be a lot happier if they moved Arizona to Quebec. Uh, yeah. Or well, Hamilton. I don't know what they're what they're down there beating their head. But here's the problem: they could have moved Arizona to Seattle, but they wouldn't have gotten six hundred fifty right. million. That's right. They want the money. Bettman wants the money. So six fifty uh, and five hundred, uh, and the league probably keeps ten percent or something. That's you know our guy Craig here has uh, put. 70, 80 million in his pocket. That's right. So you know what that means? We're going to get six months of panic Judd of who are the wild oh, going to protect? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's no, they, bought lock, they lost last night, got shut out. We got panic Judd coming up at 3 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week, sir. All right. I want my money. If not sooner, <laughs> I want you to have your money. Yes. All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back. I'm going to have to get to it. Boys, no. we have to. Oh, really? We're closing in, and it just... it's just—it's one, uh, one of the great examples of the failed academy. Joe Souchere here for Federated Insurance. I'm not a math guy, but there's some numbers you need to know: two million four hundred and forty thousand injured, and thirty-five thousand ninety-two dead on our nation's highways. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor. It could happen like this. A driver passes the same vehicle several times. With frustration mounting, the driver passes the vehicle again, but loses control. While trying to change lanes, the vehicle rolls several times, killing the driver, two other passengers, and injuring three others. Ask yourself, do you get anxious when you drive? Do you yell or honk at other drivers? Drivers that make you angry, do you retaliate to get even? The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's their business to protect yours. Please make it home safely today. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I don't feel fine. Hey, before I get to it, let's go back to that Rachel Rollins for a moment. The uh, 
Massachusetts district attorney who wants to forgive many what she believes to be lesser crimes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it isn't it reasonable of a garage logician to ask, well, then, how far are we away from you forgiving a bank robbery? Right, at a certain level. Maybe if it's under $100, if you rob a convenience store, uh, that's lesser charges. Maybe we get to the point where, well, the first step would be, maybe we'll get to the point where it's okay if you just wound someone when you shoot them. <clears throat> which would be a springboard to saying, well, it's okay that you murdered them. You must have had a good reason. This is the postmodern failed academy. And look at who's supporting her. The academy, the, the professor at Northeastern, for example. But if you want to take the cake for power washing, I happen to have it. I know you have and to It's do very this. close to home, too. I know you have to do this. People are going to be shocked. Eric Sprankle, an associate professor of clinical psychology and sexuality studies at Minnesota State Mankato. No. That's your alma. Mm -hmm. Look at I'm wearing the sweatshirt today. Gross. Tweeted that he wasn't quite sure if the Virgin Mary had given consent when an angel came down from the heavens and told her that she would conceive the Christ child. On Monday, Sprinkle wrote, the virgin birth story is all about an all-knowing, all-powerful deity impregnating a human teen. There is no definition of consent that would include that scenario, happy holidays, which I take it to mean by saying happy holidays, he's being... He's being ironic, meaning there's there's nothing to celebrate here. When a Twitter user who seemed to have at least a working knowledge of the Bible called Sprankle out and said that the Virgin Mary did indeed okay the plan, Sprankle responded by calling God's plan an unethical abuse of power at best and grossly predatory at worst. The user wrote, uh, sorry, uh, Luke 26, 38 states clearly that the angel communicated God's plan for Mary. And in verse 38, she agreed, whether you believe or disbelieve, it helps if you actually read the text. Sprankle responded, we called this, we called him. He won't, he doesn't have the balls to call us. No. I heard a great saying, it's tough to win an argument when you're arguing with an intelligent person. It's impossible to win an argument when you're arguing with someone stupid. And I, I would put him in that category. Okay. He, he'd be tough to win an argument against. It's tough to win arguments against the stupid. Got it. You see it all the time in the club. You can't win an argument right. with them because they don't care about facts. Sparkle responded, the biblical God regularly punished disobedience. The power difference, deity versus mortal, and the potential for violence for saying no negates her yes. To put someone in this position is an unethical abuse of power at best and grossly predatory. Uh, the user's remark must have struck, stuck in Sprankle's craw because he later retweeted the user's sentiments and mockingly added another set of sentiments. I'd never force you to be in a relationship with me, but I will destroy you and everyone you love if you aren't, Sprankle maliciously paraphrased. I, I guess uh, suggesting that that's what, that must have been God's position. Uh, as Mark Stein said, this guy sounds like a drunk, 50, uh, uh, an undergrad about 50 years ago, drunk at 3 a.m. He's an associate professor, a clinical psychologist, certified sex therapist. One of the things I was going to ask him is if he has children. And if so, did, did he 
seek permission before engaging in the kind of activity that might result in a child. How do you get to this level? Well, you got to go to and school. And you're teaching you now. you got to go to school. This is my school. Uh, a yeah. great uh, great uh, garage logician and a vet, Barry Schalkel, Schalkley, uh, said, well, where's the media regarding this? If he said something equivalent about Islam, he would be crucified and quartered by the media. This guy's power washing God. Let's look at the highest. Am level. I right? Am I right? Yes. This is the highest. He's saying God uh, took advantage of someone. I guess he shares a satanic symbolism on his Twitter page, but I don't know how to go to his Twitter page, so I don't know if that's true or not. What is his name? Or, uh... Eric Sprankle. I'm, I'm on C his Twitter account. Oh. Sprankle with a K. Boy. As near as I've always understood it, Mary was on board with this operation. Yes. She she had a little concern at first. I didn't know that she was a teen. I don't know where he gets that. I, I don't know how old she was supposed to have been. Sprankle is public with his anti-religious views and endorses secularism in his Twitter biography. Earlier in December, he tweeted a photo of a toy Christmas elf with his arm around a statue of what appears to be Baphomet, an occult depiction of an entirely of an entity regularly associated with Satanism, according to the Church of Satan's website. Sprankle also decorated his Christmas tree with satanic decor, as shown in another tweet he sent this past weekend. Campus Reform emailed Dr. Sprankle and called his office at the university, but did not receive a response in time for publication. Minnesota State University Mankato did not respond in time, nor has Dr. Sprankle uh, responded to us. And you know damn well, living in Minnesota, he must have heard of us, at least peripherally. Yes. So he's not going to call. He doesn't have the if courage. It, he doesn't it, have the courage to call. If it makes both of you feel any better. because it, Nothing's going to make me feel better if, about this. If it's, It certainly does for me. I looked through about a thousand different responses to this. Mm-hmm. Not one of them is in support of this clown. Mm-hmm. So that at least gives me a little bit of hope. But my God, how, how, how can you be... That's stupid. <laughs> Dr. Sprinkle. Under what possible dynamic could he have a functioning sex life with his wife? I looked it up. He's married. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Overthinking things or what? Well, no, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. He, uh, he, he appears to be accusing God of a power force uh, intending to uh, intending to what Sprankle is suggesting is that if Mary had not consented, she would have been punished, which isn't what God was up to. That that wasn't he's got that part wrong. So what I mean by him in his own life, how could he possibly have a meaningful sexual relationship with his wife? He, he, as the male, he would have to view himself as a patriarchal power figure, and therefore any relations uh, would have uh, threatened her with punishment in the, in, the, in the case she refused. I think I or, or I guess if she refused, he would back off. Maybe that's what he would say. I have no idea. But in, in the unlikely event, this turd... Uh, called back. I shouldn't name call. It doesn't get us anywhere. In the unlikely event 
Dr. Sprinkle. Yeah. Sprinkle. Sprinkle. Yeah. Would have called back. Uh, the only way I thought of, of trying to have a conversation with what he meant is how do you relate this to your own life? And why why would it even come up as a topic? How how would that? I mean, we've we've known this story our whole lives. Uh, and Christmas, he's just among the he's just among the, the 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 crowd that says it's all made up BS. Is he trying to be too clever? Well, he's too clever by half. Believe me. I had his bio here. Uh, but you know what? When you get caught up. Being a, a literalist rather than a contextualist, then you, you get into trouble. It doesn't need to be answered. His areas of interest, well, that's because you have faith. Uh, areas of His areas of interest include understanding sex work stigma and barriers to sex workers' rights, conducting needs assessments for various sectors of the sex industry in Minneapolis, and combating moral panics in sexuality, meaning sex trafficking and, and sex addiction. Uh, he's, he apparently has a keen interest in the in the lives of sex workers. Okay. All right. Somebody has to. Huh? Right. Meaning he's trying to help him out, or what is he? Well, I he might be very well concerned for sure. the plight of of uh, sex workers. But what he's accusing God of is unfairness. Well, is God saying if you don't follow he me? He probably I'm doesn't gonna... even believe in God. So how, therefore, how can he assign to God his human, uh, the, the human characteristics that Sprinkle is wishing to assign him? He apparently doesn't believe in him if he's into this Satanism BS. Why would he? Why would he then? I guess maybe as a follower of of Satan. Oh, he believes it's fair game for him to ridicule God. If we are to get Dr. Sprinkle on. Um, no, this was his one chance. Bleep no, this guy. My, my point is if, if we get him on, we're bumping back to open the segment with, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I'm making that call right Even now. if it what violates happens? FCC Don't care. rules. Right. Don't yeah, care. I'll pay the fine. Right. <laughs> the virgin birth story is about an all-knowing, all-powerful deity impregnating a human teen. There is no definition of consent that would include that scenario. Consent was not required. This right. was a, this was an act of God. A miracle. Yeah. It was an act of God. This right. was a, this was an act of God. A miracle. Yeah. It was an act of God. And this fellow, yeah. I guess struggling, struggling with I, that. I'm really struggling. I really, uh, I would not have won an argument with him. You can't no, win an argument against no. stupidity. No, because he would have probably gone off off the wall and well, he could have thrown his academic BS at me. And you can't win an argument against stupidity. And here I got excited. I woke up. I threw on my Mankato State sweatshirt. I that if I because were of the the big football game tomorrow, and then. This Dr. Sprinkle ruins it. Mm -hmm. But I'll save this one. This this is the ultimate oh, example yeah. of power washing. This guy has power washed God. <laughs> wow. He has power washed the Virgin Mary. It's going to be tough. tough he to has 
power washed yep. my namesake, Joe the Carpenter. Mm-hmm. He's power washed God, and he's power washed the infant Jesus. He's power washed the whole lot of Does them. he get fanfare for that? Well, I think he, he might get a bonus. It's like a quadruple whammy. You know, in the academy, is. he might get a little extra check under the tree if they got a tree. But applying. How did he find the woman he married? They, that must be a hell of a couple. She must be on board with this guy. Maybe she into it. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I think when you apply modern day, what is it? Uh, modern day, it's not characteristics. Or, or He strikes me as a member of the failed academy in the sense that he is going to apply what he believes to be a relative truth to a situation that he finds comical because in his mind it couldn't possibly have happened. And so, therefore, what he's going to suggest is he's going to bring us back to the Me Too movement and say, look, even in this case, this young woman named Mary did not provide consent to be impregnated. So he's he's applying a completely modern sensibility to a biblical dynamic that did not require consent. There was no, uh, you know, right. God's the guy. If he says, hey, uh, this is how it's going to go down. You want to do me a little favor here, right. uh, young lady? And she says, well, considering that you sent an angel to require this or ask that, this. That uh, gives you the street creds. I think. I'm listening. I, I'll get on the mule, and uh, Joe and I will go try to find room at the inn. And uh, whatever you want there, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, there's no room at the inn. Mm-hmm. But how about a beer? How about a beer? <laughs> Tell that story again. Oh, I'm going to find it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. But it was uh, a, a caller told us that what the grandkid or something forgot his lines in the play. Yeah, well, he was he was to be the innkeeper, right? That's and right. He was the innkeeper for the uh, the the birth of Jesus, the play, and, the Christmas pageant. But he also uh, had some trouble with his role because he had to turn down Joseph and Mary and the future, you know, Savior Jesus Christ, who were arrived at the stable, and. As they, well, they said, arrived at the end, at the end, and said, "Hey, uh, you got a place for us?" And he said, "There's, I'm sorry, but there's no room at the inn." And then offered them, you know, but how about a beer? You know, try to <laughs> he tried to pick it up a little bit. He tried to just, save himself. Yes, yes, because <laughs> he felt bad. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. This guy had his chance. If Sprinkle calls back, screw him. The hell with him. I don't want anything to do with him. I even framed it. You heard me place the voicemail. I said, hey, I'm an alum. Yeah. I, I I want to offer you the opportunity to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sprinkle didn't get back to us. <laughs> he also uh, believes, uh, incorrectly, that... Because he doesn't even say God. He says the deity, but it's God. He believes that God would create violence for a subject who would say no to him. And he believes then that God, (laughs) this is so amazingly preposterous. I can't believe we're discussing this idiot. God then uh, used his power unethically. Well, but God wouldn't do that. He would not do that. No. No way in heck. But that's what bothers me is then, well, then he gets this publicity for being an idiot, and I'm sure most people aren't buying what he's saying. He's going to have his back slapped, Matt. 
he's gonna he's gonna say that a boy sprinkles uh, all around the failed academy. They've all the the academy has failed because they've adopted postmodern thinking. There's no this guy. It doesn't even occur to this guy uh, that he could uh, that that he's that he's uh, calling God wrong because to this guy there is no right and wrong. Except when it's except when it's convenient right, for him right. to point out that it was wrong of God to not seek consent, but but he's wrong there factually because an angel came and said, "Look, we got a deal for you here." You know, I mean, it's, right. we're asking you, you know, a tough deal, but will you handle it? And she said, "Yeah." <sighs> and then he throws in used happy be, holidays. It used to be a great country, wasn't it? Used it? to be one hell of a country. <laughs> I can't say Mankato State ever used to be one hell of a school. Hey, 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 hey. Well, what'd you get your degree in? <laughs> well, just f- stay with me here. Uh, what'd you get your degree in? You're going to find the show, accounting. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? <laughs> On your podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really happy about that, huh? Here we are. Yeah, but the other half of my household used her degree. Um was that also Mankato yes. State? Her undergraduate, then she got her master's elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I found it. All right. I have just had emailed to me by Mary Langfeld. Hands down. Nothing will top this one. <laughs> really? Nothing will top this. I don't care if we're on the air the, uh, the next for at least two more years. Well, two. Or ten. Ten. Nothing will top this. Heard you two talking about pageants and thought you might like this story. My sister attended a Christmas show in which a friend's child was playing the innkeeper. You paying attention? Innkeeper, the friend's child. He didn't like playing the bad guy, turning Mary and Joseph away. (laughs) The night of the performance, his moment came, and he reluctantly told Mary and Joseph that he had no room in the inn. But then he paused and said, but how about a beer? The kid, the fanfare. Give him everything you got. Give him the. Give him the. <laughs> what a sharp kid. Thank you. Oh, so that, he said. First he says. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Then he says. No, then he says. Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. <laughs> oh, the poor kid was that is just. Fantastic. <laughs> Didn't want to be the bad guy. No. Says, hey, hey, uh, I got no room. But look, how about a beer? Oh, that what I wanted. I wish I could have seen what Joseph said at That's that That's wonderful. Joseph said, well, hey, 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 you got two? <laughs> sure, he's fine. Fine, old Joe. Cold yeah. night in December. What are you going to do? What do you got? <laughs> Let's have one. Let's have one. You got one in a go cup? <laughs> what do you Wouldn't got? it be great if the uh, if the guy's playing a Mary and Joseph? Uh, the the guy and the gal uh, yeah. got into it and said, mm-hmm. eh, "What do you got?" <laughs> and Mary said, "Joseph, you know you can't <laughs> control that donkey if you've had a few." Right, it's a little close right. to home. I'll have to drive the mule. <laughs> oh, oh, Mary, I'm going to give you the key. Can you imagine the crowd? <laughs> That had to if be. If somebody had a yes. video of that, that, that would be funny to be, watch. That had to be the. Uh, that crowd had to go nuts. You know, I'm sorry. We got no room at got the nothing. end. Well, look, I got a little Sam Adams on tap. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> a 
could wow. marry the keys to the donkey. <laughs> I'll you, drive the donkey. You know you the can't mule. drive you the mule. Joe, you can't drive that thing after a few. You know you can't. <laughs> well, that might that reminds me of oh. what has to be my second favorite Christmas pageant story, which I've told you many times. But we're getting to that season now where the yeah. schools are probably putting right. these on. And it was my longtime buddy and uh his daughter and my daughter were both, I suppose, about second or third grade. Yeah. And neither of them had very uh, significant roles in the production. But but his daughter, uh, uh, at a certain cue, was to bang a xylophone. Oh. Just boom. Okay. Once, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. And she did. And he was about six people away from me in the same pew. And he got my attention. And he pointed to her and said, never took a lesson. <laughs> Not once. Oh. And she's starring in the pageant. Oh, my God. Uh, well, thank you. That was a long time ago for that pageant. Happy holidays, uh, according to Dr. Sprinkle. Happy holidays. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. What holiday would he be celebrating? You know what? Isn't it funny? I'm sure. He can't I'm celebrate I'm sure on the 25th, it. he's probably not going into work. I'm sure there's a break at the... Uh, well, and even on his Twitter account, he has the elf on the shelf, and he's got all the, the Santa decorations. He's got why all are that. We, why are we opposed to the elf on the shelf? Well, I'm saying he's, so I'm saying he celebrates Christmas, if, that's, does, what, if huh? that's what your question was. I doubt if he does. Wow. You don't get to pick and choose. No. You're either all in or you're all out. Huh? I think so. I don't know what you're saying. Don't forget to register for the Summit Party, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. December 21st, speaking of celebration. Do I have time to read you an email about that? Sure. sure. Listening to today's podcast, meaning yesterday's, uh, this is from Bill. You mentioned that you will be at Summit Brewery on the 21st. It occurs to me that the first day of GL Spring, being on a Friday and being recorded at such an apropos uh, location, note I didn't say appropriate, right. perhaps you should consider some sort of special springtime celebration akin to the much-anticipated garage door opener which occurs on the first 70-degree Friday of the year in GL. I'm talking parades, fire trucks, sirens, fireworks, the whole bit. Let's face it, GLers could use a celebration to glimpse the days of longer sunlight ahead. Merry Christmas and happy spring to GLers all across this magnificent globe. Well, you know damn well we can get the Vulcans to show up. Hail the Vulcans! Yes, absolutely. So make sure you go to either the Garage Logic Facebook page or the Twitter account and register. It just takes a couple of seconds. And we're going to be drawing those people a week from this Friday. And Tanucci's going to bring out some apps and a couple of light bites. Tanucci's going to bring some uh, some apps to go with that fantastic Summit beer. You get a lot of free swag I hope Dr. Sprinkle shows up. Come on, Doc. Come on, Sprinks. Dr. Sprinkle. Come on, Sprinks. Show up. (laughs) Show up and account for yourself. Rate us at garagelogic.com. And check out the garagelogic.com webpage for more information. You're one click away from more Garage Logic.